the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Wow, it's a special Six Pointer Podcast today. Palace have just won away at Leeds. They've not just won away at Leeds, they won 5-1. I'm joined by Luke and Kev. I am Matthew. As always, we are here. The terrible trio are back together to celebrate this one. I'm going to enjoy this one. Kev, how you doing? Oh, mate, I'm on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I was thinking it was Attilio Lombardo scoring up at Leeds again back in 1997, but no. No, there's other people who are scoring now up at Leeds. Come on! <laughs> Just for listeners, do not worry. Kerry's not actually on fire. I can see him. He's safe and sound, but he's uh, certainly uh, electrified at the other end. Luke? From the chocolate, I'm very happy, mate. Um, it's not often you see Palace score five goals, especially away from home. So, uh, look, I mean, we, we, we were saying throughout the game, what a turnaround in terms of performances. And, you know, we struggled to score goals all season. And then we've scored, what is it? Seven goals in the last two games. It's absolutely outrageous. Kev, what, what is the difference? Because I mean, we'll talk through the game in a minute, obviously. But, like, you know, we've seen two very different Palace performances. Two, two performances we've not seen for a long, long time in terms of not just, not just the goals today, right? Put that to one side. But the, the competitive nature, the kind of the, the freedom that they seem to be playing with. What's, what's happened? Well, I think you've called it right there, Matt. I mean, for me... I wasn't fortunate enough to be at the Leicester game, but obviously watched all the highlights through. And I think they had 31 shots, didn't we? I, I think, and, and Luke will help me back me up on that emergency pod. I said, if you can get Eze playing with freedom again and confidence uh, and Elise, and, and they've done that today. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, although Elise got man of the match and absolutely totally deserved for the first half an hour, he was anonymous in the game. And I was conscious. And let's be honest, big, big call for, uh, for, for Sam Johnson, what a great piece of goalkeeping that kept us in the game. Numerous saves in that first half. But I think scoring on half-time, I think Andy Hinchcliffe said it on the sky, you know, I could imagine our team talk was, you know, they're there for the taking because they would have been nervous. I mean, there's nothing worse, is there, than Patrick Bamford scoring against us because we just knew we was going to get it. And, and he had such a big smile on his face. Um, but for us to come back and then do that. So that was that. Sorry, Matt, I moved away from the question, but I'm entitled to be because we've scored five goals away from home. Um, I think just the freedom to play and the confidence and some of the way, the, not the ball about in that second half, you know, I, I said to my mum, uh, when we went 2-1 up, we'll win this 4-1. Um, so, you know, I didn't quite get it right. But if you'd said to me, we'd have got five. <laughs> can't believe it so that to me is what the difference was just playing with confidence and the shackles were off and we looked fantastic Matt that was my view yeah, well, I, don't know, I don't know what question you just answered but you know, no I see what I sorry mate <laughs> ask <laughs> me again sorry mate you like, right? Luke I mean Roy's come in and you know the, 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 the sort of the difference in the first 11 is pretty minimal by Eze it's well, improvement in players, isn't it? So Jordan I, who under Roy Hodgson, we've seen him do it before. Ebre Eze under Roy Hodgson, and they were both outstanding today, weren't they? I mean, Eze is just a, a, a man reborn. Talk about Easter and Jesus coming back to life. I mean, Eze is just, he's, he's, he's there himself, isn't he? You know, he's come out of the cave and, you know, he's, 
he's, he's doing the business. And uh, Jordan I himself as well, he's, he was out at Arsenal today. And arguably man of the match as well, I'd say, alongside Eze. I thought A was brilliant. Um, look, nobody covered themselves in glory, I think, in the first 45 minutes. I think especially the first 20 minutes were very poor. Obviously, you didn't even see it because you were late, late, late here, weren't you, bro? So, I mean, I've got motorbike outside. Didn't, didn't even bother watching the first three minutes, which is probably a wise decision to watch a bit. Um, but yeah, the, the second half, whatever he said at half time, whatever, whatever message that was there, um, all credit to, to Roy and his coaching team because uh, we completely turned it around. Well, uh, Pat, Palace didn't start very well, as you said. Um, obviously, we had, we had a few changes in the lineup, as you said, the biggest one being the goalkeeper. And, and, and Kev's touched on it already. He had a, a very strong first half in particular, I'm sure he had much to do in the second half, but, you know, that was sort of the main change in the, in the lineup. And yeah, we didn't really get going from what you said for the first 15, but then I, I saw the rest of the first half and, you know, but you, it's fair to say the goal was kind of coming in the sense it didn't come against the run of play, right? They had a number of shots by that point, a number of corners, um, and it had to be Banford, right? Who, who, who left tight Mitchell for dead yeah. in the box and, and you know, a good header across the goal, but he pretty much was was a free man, um, the run of Elland Road, as they say, to to take them one up. And, and at that point, you worried that if it went what to one nil at half time, it might be a case of where the Palace go with this. But the equaliser, Kev, coming when it did, what what a golden moment! Yeah, it really was, Matt. And and, and I think you you're right. We, it, we almost needed to concede before we started to have any belief to start attacking. Because if you look at once, I mean, we hit the post when, in fairness, uh, Jeffrey should have scored with a header, realistically. Um, we then had another one, which was almost immediately after that, was almost kicked off the line. It wasn't quite off the line, but it was only a few yards out, I think, from Jordan. So we suddenly had four or five chances ourselves after they had scored. And, you know, they seemed to almost, I, I wouldn't say went within themselves, but... I think if they'd gone for the jugular at that point and if they'd got a second, I think it would have been very difficult for us. But at that point, you know, we seemed to then come in and, you know, it was a silly free kick they gave away because we wasted the first one, didn't we? And then we got another one right on that thing. And, uh, you know, all credit to uh, to Mark Gaye for following the ball in uh, and getting a very good touch, quite a, a, a quite a deft touch, really, over the goalkeeper as Melier's dumb out. But he's normally a pretty good goalkeeper. I was surprised he went as low as he did. Um because he could have really cleaned the goal, uh, could have cleaned uh, Mark out at that point. But I think it was just the tonic we needed. And well, as you say, if, if we see a better second half dominant performance like that in, in for Palace, I've not seen it in many, many years because we were, as you say, sensational second half. I don't think you did say sensational, but I'm saying it. They were sensational second half. Really, really good. To continue Luke's terrible puns and analogies, they were excellent, Kev. Oh, um, mate, they really... <laughs> Extraordinary. <laughs> 46 minutes, right? It's the, it's the perfect time to score, isn't it? In, 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 away at Ellen Road when you're 1-0 down, right? So, you know, yeah. I know they were talking on, on Sky Sports. We, we had the misfortune this end of having to listen to, to the commentary um, throughout, which was which is standardly terrible. But, you know, they, they did make a point about what will Hodgson say at half-time. And I do wonder if the goal did the talking for him, coming when it did. Um, yeah. And we came out of the blocks, didn't we, second half? And he took, what, seven minutes? I think it was eight minutes for IU to, to score an absolutely banging header. And, and we're 2-1 we're up. Yeah, really good. Lukey, what, what was your thoughts on that header, mate? What, well, what a header, I thought. You know, I mean, Jordan, I don't, I don't think we see him sort of airily uh, enough, I think. I mean, he's not the tallest bloke, is he? He's normally well known for his, his uh, close footwork and uh, winning 
win many fouls when he can, holding the ball up very well. But that was an absolutely outstanding finish, wasn't it? For him to sort of direct the ball into the far corner there. Um, I don't think the keeper had any chance. So I don't yeah. think any keeper saves that. that if I, I think... I think the thing was, though, Luke, on that, and if you look at it, it's a great ball in from, obviously, Elise, but um, Ailing was caught on his feet. You know, Ailing w- was not even off the ground as Jordan had, had left. So if you actually have a look, he tracks him back, as a right-back should do. But then a bit where Tyrick Mitchell didn't react on our first goal, he then did, Ailing didn't react on there, and he didn't even get off the ground to get a jump up against Jordan. So he had a free header, and he buried it brilliantly. So really, really pleased for him. Um yeah, we, we looked fantastic, didn't we? Let's be honest. And we, we looked the minute we went three one. Um, I just I thought, yeah, we're going to get. I can see us get another one. Um, they just seem to, you know. I think if you quiet the crowd at Ellen Road, it really helps. And I think they could see that. You know, again, I appreciate I've said it once already, but Hinchcliffe said even in that first five or six minutes of the second half, we came out and were totally dominant and Leeds didn't really know how to deal with it. I can't imagine there's too many teams that go out there and come out right on the front foot at them. And we did. And, uh, and you know, I, I thought we looked fantastic. I thought Gay was majestic at the back. He looked really, really comfortable. Played the ball out beautifully a few times. So, yeah, after a shaky start in the first few minutes after that, he was. I thought he was brilliant. So... Incredible. It's going to be great coming home on the motorway. I've come home from Leeds on a bank holiday Monday in 88 when we lost 1-0 trying to get into the playoffs up there many years ago. And it's a long drive home when you've lost. But coming home tonight, you know, it's a good weekend for us. Don't you remember 33 years ago yesterday, we beat Liverpool 4-3 at Wembley, uh, sorry, at Villa Park to get into the FA Cup final. So these few dates work for us. April the 7th, April the 7th, 1991, Zenith Data Cup final win. Do your maths, boys. Okay. So we've now got three wonderful days, right? We've got April the 7th, 91, 4-1 win against Everton at Wembley. Lift the trophy. Thanks very much. April the 8th, 1990, beat Liverpool 4-3, Villa Park. April the 9th, 2023, Beat Leeds 5-1. Mate, April's good for us. <laughs> Kev, you're on fire today with the stats. Actually, definitely. And perfect timing for this chat as well, because Patrick Bamford's just turned up on the telly with a lovely uh, orange uh, jumper on as well, looking lovely. So, uh, <laughs> JC would be loving that, that's for sure. Um, so, look, you mentioned the, the second goal. It's two, well, second goal, the second Palace goal. It's 2-1. It took another two minutes for what was my favourite goal of the game. Um, sort of made by Alisa in the sense that he, he lets the ball run across him, his body in the middle of the park, plays it out wide to Alisa, who does what we say he should always do, which is run at his, his, uh, his wing back, mm. runs at him, plays the ball into Eze in the middle of the park, who, lovely finish, and thumbs up to the cameras it was, a celebration, which we all enjoyed. Yeah, it was fantastic, wasn't it, Ryan? Like you say, he, he started the movement, played out to Elise, and then a great ball from Elise to sort of like toe poke it through to him and Eze just with the coolest finish to just sort of point it past the keeper and it probably sort of aesthetically is one of the best Palace goals we've seen this season, I think. Um, Great. Matessa's goal was was fantastic last week, but I think as a sort of a, a piece of football in play, that was fantastic, wasn't it, Kev? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I, I think, as you say, it was so easy on the eye, wasn't it? But we every time we look, went forward, we looked, we looked good on the eye. I think what really must be 
commented on today is Elise's decision making in that final third today because the quality I think even Roy Keane said the ball he played in for Eze as you say to shift inside and then almost you know pinpoint accuracy between two, two defenders for Eze to run in again it was poor defending by Leeds because they didn't track him but you know they, they just read each other so well and it looked beautiful it looked really good I mean for for Elise to get what three assists today he's timing and I'm sure we'll come on to it with the Eduardo goal. He had choices to go left or right. He's picked out the right ball and Eduardo's buried it as well. So really pleased for Elise. You know, the confidence is great because what we've got now, Everton and Southampton, you know, I said we needed 39 points when we did that emergency pod, Luke. I didn't expect us to get them in possibly four games. But hey, you never know. We're on fire. Let's hope so. We're on fire. And Palace has signed a new player. I don't know, Eduardo. It's, you know, it's <laughs> Eduardo. Eduardo is oh okay. <laughs> I must admit, I was I was getting frustrated with Eduard throughout the game because I felt that he, he wasn't really doing enough. He wasn't really getting stuck in enough, and I felt that you know it's his chance now to really uh, put his stamp on the on the um, well, put himself at the forefront of Roy Hodgson's mind, really, isn't he? Because him and Matessa essentially for that sort of spot up front, and um, I was getting frustrated at him throughout the game, and then I think I even said to you when. Uh, Eze, it was Eze was running right, wasn't he? And at least was like, no. Um, yeah, Eze was running right and uh, Edward was running left. I was saying, don't pass it to Edward. He did and he scored us. So I, I told him I'd take the claim for that one. But to be fair, pre-match, I did put 50p on him to score. So uh, he came back with me for a couple of quid. So thank well, you very much. Well, Kev, Kev that, that, that goal, right, that goal, which came from a Leeds attack. Yeah. So a Palace counter-attack, which is what I always think about as the classic Palace team. That's the way they score goals. It's counter-attacking pace, stuff, quick, you know, the, the wingers involved and so on and so forth, which that goal had everything in that respect. Yeah. But that's, that for me is what we didn't do under Vieira. Mm. Yeah. If that was Palace under Vieira, Palace are winning the ball back and they're, they're sitting on the ball and they're looking left, right, backwards to, to play the ball. Palace today, any time, particularly the second half, any time there was an opportunity to break, to, to, to go forward, they did it. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. And you're right. And on that particular goal, I think, as you say, it was, um, I think the Leeds guy hit a shot and it cannoned off someone and we broke at pace. But it was suddenly, it was four against two. All yeah. of a sudden, you've got Palace streaming forward. And as you say, when, and it almost it almost took me back to the start of some of that football at the start of last season where we were free-flowing and we looked, you know, the shackles were off. And they just, because, you know, we've often talked about Eze and that gliding but they were, you know, and we just looked, we looked dangerous, didn't we? I mean, that's, I think the, the, the good thing about what today does, it sends us, it sends a psychological message as well, you know, to teams that are going to come and play, you know, if you, if you attack us and, you know, it breaks down, we will hurt you on the counter-attack. And I think that, that, to have that going in what we now got, eight games left, you know, we, we got, we got eight games. We realistically, I think, need six or seven points. You know, you would see that after today. I know we can't get carried away with it because it's only one game, but my goodness, what a difference, you know, let's be honest, eight days has made to where we are as a club, you know, and where we are, you know, looking good now, looking looking positive. And Kev, we're 12 again, which is... Uh, we're, you know, we're back to 12. Back, back, which is nice. So, yeah, <laughs> they might as well just give it to us now, don't they? Just, just, just have a 12th 12, 12 place. Give us 12th place. Give us 12th place, please. I'd like, you know, let, let's chase Chelsea, right? Let's chase Chelsea down. You know, uh, they're not that far ahead of us now. They're what they're only, what, six points ahead of us. And you never know. You know, they've got some tough games. 
you never know. Let's 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 try for eleventh, Luke. Let's keep going. <laughs> so 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 that's that's four one. At that point, you hear the Palace fans singing, "We want five and you kind of you're jovially thinking, "Yeah, five, five, five. And then all of a sudden, it's five one. Yes. <laughs> and it's Jordan right. you of another one. I mean, that that was the one that there was a bit of uh, delay on the decision mm. on the telly, and me and Luke were saying, "What on earth is a delay?" Because he was clearly <laughs> on side. Yeah, it it was a bit. It was a bit crazy. I mean, sometimes they seem to take forever to draw the lines, don't they? And you wonder who, if it's Stevie Wonder doing the lines at some point, because I'm thinking, come on, this is everyone can see that that one is fairly obvious. But but you know, maybe they were just uh, prolonging it for their Leeds fans so that Patrick Bamford could see it. Bless him. I did see the Palace fans calling him, singing him, asking him what the score was at one point. But I listen. I, I know we joke about Patrick. I think he's still. I, I know he didn't do well at Palace, but he's still a model professional. And he got that was his fiftieth goal for Leeds today. And although he won't celebrate that today, that's still a big landmark for any player to get fifty goals for a, for a side. So fair play to PB. But um, we won't we won't worry about what the score is. Look at you two boys pulling faces at me. I love it. Come on, come on. Be, be magnanimous. We've just beaten them 5 1. Uh, Patrick Bamford can piss off, mate. But um, I think for me, like, uh, that, that, that goal was interesting because it was Husey. It was, it was a shot, wasn't it? Essentially, it was charged down. It fell to Jordan Ayew. And obviously, at first glance, we didn't know if he was on, on side or not. But yeah, I, 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 with Matthew, we, we couldn't quite figure out why the hell it was taking us so long. It was, you could see from the lines of the pitch, he was clearly, off, clearly onside. Yeah. Um, and there was talk about, oh, maybe it came for a Leeds player. But it didn't really matter either way because he was onside and Jordan Ayew with a, a very calm, level-headed uh, yeah. finish. And, you know, the man's on fire now, isn't he? Jordan is on fire. Eze's on fire. Edouard's scoring. It'll be unstoppable, right? Probably can. I mean, you're right. Chelsea, uh, better watch that. Well, the thing is, it all, it all augurs well for next week, doesn't it? I mean, the camp's going to be buoyant all this week training. Uh, I th- is, it, is it Everton next weekend, next Saturday? Southampton. I think. Southampton, sorry. So, you know, I mean, Christ, we're now what? We're 10 points clear of Southampton already. That's a huge gap. I know Southampton the bottom and that. If we, you know, it's it, it's looking positive and every one of our players, you know, it's great to see Jimmy Mack get on today. Uh, I, I don't know, was it about 10 minutes he got? I think 10 or 12 minutes. Um, so that's more than he's had for most of the season. So it's good to see him on the pitch again. So, yeah, I mean, listen, one game doesn't change everything, but... Uh, the, the camp will be buoyant um, and uh, it, it's a good time to be a Palace fan today, right? Uh, if we don't enjoy today, chaps, you don't get many days like this in football. So let's uh, let's make the most of it. Let's enjoy it. And because you've both been good, I'm going to give you tomorrow off work. Right. Yes, Kev, I, th- I think one of the good news, I mean, whoever makes these sort of stats, you know, sort of chance, percentage chance of relegation, Palace are now less than 1% chance of relegation, whereas Southampton, I think, are 80, Forest are 76 and then it's between Leicester and Everton about in the 40s as well. Um, so, look, I mean, I, I don't know what that's based on. I guess it's sort of like XG and, and expected results against teams around you and things like that. But, mm. um, yeah, it's always nice to see that with Palace. Like less than 1% chance of relegation. Um, Can I ask really- a quick question, Luke, in a minute when you're done? Well, because I've not asked your brother any questions yet, and I'm very conscious that he always tends to act as the, you know, the quiz master, the ring master, whatever you want to call him. So... What, what's pleased you most about today, Matt? And then we'll come to you on that, Luke, if I may. Um, I think the fact that we were resilient enough to come back in the way in which we were, given the context of today's game being one that, 
you know, yes, there were lots of results that if you're looking at it and saying Palace in the mix, there are lots of results that went against us in the sense that a number of the teams below us who are chasing us got picked up good results, didn't they? Um, and you worry they're going to start building some momentum. So the Palace to continue last week's momentum um, with the performance as well, right? Because like we said, the, the start of the game was not the best performance from Palace, um, particularly the first half. But getting the goal we did and then sort of kicking on, I guess, in the second half was really good. And just, we looked so strong and they looked like they had the belief that they haven't yes. had for so, so long. And I said to, I said last week to Luke that we got Palace back and we have because yes. it's been so drab and boring. And I must, I've never not gone to a game because, you know, of the way they're playing. But I must admit, recently I've been not enjoying it. So yeah. the last couple of weeks to have Palace back and to be playing with the freedom they did in the second half today was, was brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Best, as you said, the kind of best, best Easter present you can, you can get. Take your regs back, yeah. I'll have a 5-1 win away at Leeds. <laughs> what about you, Lukey? I think for me, under, under Vieira and, and most of this season, you know, when we've conceded a goal and gone behind, I've lost any sort of hope that we were going to come back into the game. So the fact that, you know, we have conceded, obviously we went behind and then came back. And, and to do it in the manner that we did as well um, was outstanding. You know, the performances have just gone up a, a notch in the last two games. Well, about five or six notches in the last couple of games. And it's, it's yeah, it, it's lovely to see Palace having that, like Mackie said, that resilience. Um, but we've also got the playing with a bit of swagger now, aren't we? You know, we've got yeah, these yeah. flair players. We've got the Elise, we've got the Ezzies, the, the players that we haven't really seen the best of. I think this season so far, but now they're coming into their own and it's um, to see Palace play with this sort of confidence um, when, when, when we've got the ball at our feet and we can know that we can actually um, have an impact on the game is, is, is fantastic to see. And I think, you know, we can go ahead and, you know, obviously there are teams like Southampton and Everton and, and others that were playing below us as well. But I, know I think we've got a couple of games and we were Tottenham and we also played Fulham as well, who are, who are above us. And my fancy is to take points off them as well. So, um, the way we're playing at the moment, you know, I think yeah. you know teams need to be need to be worried when playing Crystal Palace. Well, well, also though, you can't forget this. Uh, and, and Kev, I'll ask, ask you this one. So you can't forget that Wilf wasn't playing today. No, no. Yep. What What do you think difference Wilf would make to that team today? Ooh, um, it's a good point, actually. I, I I don't I don't really think you would have been able to add anything to it today because, as you say, that second half. In my honest experience of watching us for of many years, I don't remember a more dominant, complete second half away performance in a Premier League game. Um, I struggle to think of many where we played that well uh, and particularly score that many goals. To score four goals in a half in a Premier League is, you know, in, in, incredible. I think, obviously, if Wilf had played, obviously, um, not obviously, but it... He's another player for them to worry about. So they, I'm not saying they would for one moment, but they might have switched off a little bit thinking, oh, there's no Wilf Sahar and Palace don't perform without Wilf Sahar. Well, as you say, that's absolutely been blown out of the water after today. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's mostly the best thing that can happen because then it, it takes that pressure off Wilf to have to be, I think uh, Roy's talking about him being ready, hopefully end of April, yeah. isn't he? Well, with the greatest respect, if if we're possibly six or seven points away from staying up, you know, we've got, what, four more games in April with a bit of luck if we we might have got those points by the end of April. But but equally, Matt, I think just very quickly, um, just before we get too carried away, 
you know, if everyone else goes and wins and then we lose, then all of a sudden all the good worker today and last week almost counts for nothing because suddenly, you know, because if you look at yesterday, you're right. Um, three teams below us got good results, but then four teams below us also lost. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to, it's still going to be nip and tuck right to the end. I think, um, I don't see Will would have been out of Wilf would have been out of. Oh, see, I nearly added a new person there again. I don't think Wilf would have made significant difference today. Um, if if anything, do you think you would have played Elise and Eze together if Wilf had been available today? You still yeah, think he would? I, I think he would. I think he would. Have okay. done I think I think I you probably would have missed out. Yeah. Which yeah. you know, really scored two goals today. Um, I, yeah. I kind of, I was, I was in the question. I was kind of thinking, you know. How, how fantastic is it for Palace to win 5-1 away without Will for the team? Yes. There's the whole thing that, you know, the, 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 the commentators and the statisticians like to call out Palace don't win without Will. Well, yeah. that's, that's, that's been thrown away. Blown away. Yeah. Like you alluded to, he's not going to be around for the next few games, but also he might not be here next season. Yeah. But the likes of Eze and Elise should be here next season, right? So I would hope so, yeah. So, so I think it does bode well for the next few run of games, like you alluded to, but also hopefully for the longer term future of, of Palace as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, that it's just huge today, isn't it? Let's be honest. It is a huge statement win, you know, against a relegation rival. I mean, we know how, how deflated West Ham were on uh, Wednesday. I think after the Newcastle, because it's it's the manner in which they were beaten. Now they've shown resilience yesterday and getting a good result at Fulham, but to actually do it to another relegation rival, you know that's going to be tough on Leeds today. That's gonna that that's gonna create quite a lot of anxiety up there because you know if you check back records, there won't be many teams who scored five goals at Ellen Road. Not yeah. many. Palace have though. Palace have. Look, we before have. we wrap up. Kev, I've got to ask you one last question. It's probably the most important question of the pod. Have you been in yet for your photo shoot for the merchandise? <laughs> I haven't, mate. But listen, I'm, I'm always available, you know, as long as you get my good side. Because if we, if this is going on Insta or Snap, all right, I, need to know, I don't know what either of those two things are, but I've heard they're pretty cool, right? I know, I'm only joking. I'm playing to the crowd. I've got a 13-year-old. I know what Insta is. It's a camera, isn't it? Instamatic camera. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm playing to the crowd. Um, no, I've not been in for the merch photos. Give me a shout when you need me to come in and I'll go and have a facial or something. <laughs> very good. Very good. I want to see that as well. Are you having a facial? I want to see, mate. <laughs> Look, don't forget to let us know your orders for the uh, pod merch. Uh, the Kev specials will be available oh, soon. Um, <laughs> I know how you want it, Plast, and we will, we will arrange that. Um, as always, at Six Point Podcast on Instagram or Insta, as it's called these days, according to Kevin. <laughs> we're not, we're not on Snap, we're on Snap, whatever that is. Um, we're, yeah, look, we're lovely pod boys, enjoyed it um, as always. Uh, it's always fantastic to do one after a fireball win. Um, but uh, yeah, pleasure as always. Um, to our listeners, um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to uh, everyone who's got in touch recently. Please keep the messages coming in. Hello to Kev's mum. Hello to Kev's mum. Anyone else need to give a shout out before we uh, wrap up? No, just Kev's mum. Just Kev's mum. Bless you. Bless you, boys. um, Yeah, take care and we will see you soon. As always, up up the the palace. palace. The Six Pointer Podcast. (laughs) 